talking about? Practice? We're talking about practice, man. We're, talk We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. Tanzine and Chevy talking about Back stuff. Back again, talking, talking about, about basketball. Stuff. Basketball, mid-season recap, NBA. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a good jingle. Let's never use it. Um, uh, let's talk about uh, number one, man. What's on your mind right now? I'm I want to talk about the Rookie of the Year. Who you got Rookie of the Year so far? I feel like it's not even a question. Morant. Down the lane. Plays it up. Oh, it is! is! Holy cow! With seven tenths of a second, John Morant! Let's look at the Rookie Ladder right now on yeah. NBA.com, even though NBA.com is mad whack. Um, worst professional sports website, period. I haven't been on there in, like, so long. But we're going to look at it as a benchmark nonetheless. Yeah. We got John Morant, number one right now. Yeah. Kendrick Nunn. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. Mm. Um, Matisse Tybel of the 76ers. French defensive beast. And we got Eric Paschal of the Golden State Warriors, who I haven't really watched because who's really watching G-State this year? Let's be real. Nobody. They're trash. And then we got some other notable characters. We got Cam Reddish, eh, Zion Williamson. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Cam is a solid prospect. Eh, come on. Wow. We got Terrence Davis and Tyler Hero. 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 But as an Asian man, I'm sorry, his name is kind of racist. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, I mean, I definitely think John Morant is right now definitely Rookie of the Year. Yep. 100%. He, he's an exciting player. He reminds me of like a young... Derrick Rose. Yeah, Rose. so he does. He looks like a young Derrick Rose. Um, just want to wax poetic about Ja for a second because, first of all, I I don't want to be that guy, but I called it. I was like, when I was watching this guy in You uh, liked him before he preseason. was cool. No, not before he was cool. But when he got drafted, I was like, this kid's going to win Rookie of the Year. People were like, no, Zion, Zion, Zion. I didn't predict that Zion would be injured so early in the season. I thought it was going to be a legitimate contest. John Morant, um, he's leading this um, this ragtag group of, of Grizzlies into a pretty solid place. I think they're fighting for eighth. Can we just double check that while we keep? Let's talking? do a quick little fact check. I feel like they're double. They're fighting. Grizzlies for are spot. number eight right now. They have pulled together. I'm, it's not just Jaw. Uh, there's an amazing player on the team called Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, from Michigan State University. This guy's an amazing player. One of the most underrated players in the league right now, uh, in my opinion. But John Morant, man, what a point guard. Uh, he's a general. He's he's a rookie, but he's playing like he's been in the league for like ten years. He's got court vision. He's able to slither his way into the paint, draw contact, uh, confuse defenses. He stops. He goes really well. He does this weird thing where, kind of looks like an octopus. So when he's driving in the lane, you wonder how he's how he's getting past these massive defenders. He stops. He goes. He puts the ball hand out in front of him. He extends both of his arms. And he creates this like weird wall as he's going by players, and he just slithers past them. Let's talk about his fucking uh, his vertical, man. Oh my god, the boy can jump. He can jump. He can jump. And what I like about him is he's got that swagger. You know, like he he's got like a lot of confidence. And he kind of looks like a super out, old. He looks like know? an older dude too. He looks like he's got four kids. <laughs> I think he has like two kids. He has two he's kids. like nineteen. One, one kid. I think it's his daughter. Like yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think right now John Morant definitely is leading candidate, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and then we got a surprise. I mean, I think after that, right now, it's Kendrick Nunn. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 
Is he um, on the is he on the on the list for top five right now? Well, NBA.com has him listed at number two right now. And how is this based off? Do we know if it's like based off of votes or performance? Or? So oh, I think it's votes. based off like performance. So oh, okay. none averaged nineteen point eight points per game, yeah. four rebounds, three point three assists yeah. per game, while shooting over fifty percent um, from the from the field yeah. in the last week. And the Heat went three for one. So like, you know, you look at kind of like how they've been performing in the last little while. The Heat are, are a very good team right now. Yeah, right. I think the Heat are very similar to the Raptors in that they've built a very good culture yeah. and they have excellent scouting. They really do. Kendrick Nunn and Tyler, and Tyler Hero, Hero, yeah, yeah, uh, relatively unknown players. They were not on the radar. Yeah, Hero was kind of, but no, I remember no one was talking about Nunn, and definitely not as much as Zion and Jaw, obviously. And uh, Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett, those both those guys had amazing hype coming into the league. Yeah. No one really talked about these other guys. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad for RJ Barrett. He's stuck in that wasteland of, of New York. So I think he's coming to Toronto. Well, I mean, I don't think that's really that controversial of a statement. The man is was it? born here. Uh, but I mean, is he's going to come to Toronto eventually? Raptors. Yeah. I, feel I mean, like he's going to languish away in New York for a few seasons. I love not the do shit. Yeah. James Dolan is still there. That guy's racist and he sucks. I love that uh, Maple Leaf Sports like rolls out the red carpet for this guy every time he comes in. They're like do subtle things for him. Well, I think MLSC is just just down to like. Lay down for anyone of notoriety of Canadian descent. It's uh, it's called collusion. <laughs> yeah, I mean R.J. Barrett, he's kind of fallen off the off the off the scene a bit because I mean the Knicks, they're not performing at all. I think he's taking it easy. I think he's like trying to be on the radar, yeah. but just you know playing slowly a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And then we got Michael Porter Jr. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you know this, but he was actually projected as the number one pick in his draft class. I think it was like he missed all of last season, so he was drafted technically two seasons ago. Yeah. Um, so he's now technically a rookie, similar to like Ben Simmons and Blake Griffin, how they missed their first actual season because of injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was actually slated to be number one in his draft class, and he's a really good player. He is. He is really and good. And he's been performing in the last little while, so he could be like that that last little nudge the Nuggets need. To kind of make the Nuggets. A... <laughs> I love the Nuggets, by the way, man. Like, for yeah. the past two seasons, I love watching these guys. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Although, uh, what's his name? Jamal Murray, he's been underperforming. He has been a little bit. Yeah. yeah Luckily, Jokic and paid. Harris and everyone else. How much did he get paid? Do we know? $170 million, bro. Jesus, fuck. He yeah. just signed that this year? I think so, in the offseason. Man, there's something about players that get that, that nice contract. That year, they just kind of just... Yeah, many yeah. players. I mean... Murray has isn't to the same extent, but I mean yeah. he hasn't been performing, yeah. right? But yeah. I mean, man, the money in the NBA right now is just so ridiculous. Love it. Like Tobias Harris is making like 180 million dollars. He's a great player, but he is solid. He's not 180. I don't think he's worth 180. <laughs> no, no. It's a good time to be an NBA player. He got the bag on that one. 100. percent Yo, do you get the bag? Yep. Um, on the topic of rookies, so Zion finally made his debut. Um, against. I forget which did team. Did you hear he made his debut? Did you hear about this? Oh, I think I did. Uh, you're trying to be sarcastic. It's whisperings, there, right? right? Everyone is talking about it. You know what, man? Fix it's yourself. been like a week. Everyone's still talking about it. But it was a good game. It really was. Yo, he showed up, man. Yeah, 17 points in a row. Yeah. Three, uh, four, four, four three-pointers in a row. Four three-pointers in a row. Man. More three-pointers already than Ben Simmons in his entire career. Amazing. Handful of rebounds and in very few minutes, like maybe like 20 minutes or something yeah. like that. I mean, obviously very small sample size, yeah. but yeah. he's showed up. I mean, so far he's been looking very promising. Yeah. We'll have to see how it pans out, obviously. Yeah, I don't want to give him too much hype. Yeah, I have yeah. concerns about like his versatility and like... His body, man. His body. This guy needs to drop some LBs. Right now, like he is... Far and away the most gifted rookie, like physically. Yeah. But those physical gifts won't last forever. Absolutely. He's got to build out his game. 
right? Because totally we've seen time and time again, there have been many players who, throughout the years, as their athletic abilities decline, they're not nearly as effective. And they have to reinvent themselves. Exactly. Yeah. But again, yeah. I mean, Zion's still like mad young. Yeah, I right? think he's going to so, be okay, but we got to be careful with him. Yeah. 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 <coughs> so I think, yeah, consensus, rookie of the year right now, we both got a boy, Ja Morant. Where is Ja? Easy. Easy. Where is Ja? He is in the lead. He's going to be rookie of the year. Who you got for MVP? Oh, man. Um, I really got to see. I don't like deciding on MVPs until the uh, the postseason is is around because um, I really want to see what these players are like in the playoffs. Um, right now, I think it's a three, three-headed three race. Yeah. Giannis, Luka, and LeBron. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's... A, I think that order kind of works. If you're if you're looking at stri- strictly based off standings, yeah, Giannis is number one. They got to forty wins before every other team, and actually, um, what if we're going by what Phil Jackson cites as an elite team? Mm-hmm. So according to Phil Jackson, the hallmark of an elite team is if they get to forty wins before twenty losses. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So right now, the only team to reach that plateau or that kind of marker is the Milwaukee Bucks mm. so according to the great Phil Jackson yeah. they would be classified as elite and Giannis is obviously the the head of that 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 monster um, so if we're looking at strictly standings I think it's Giannis but obviously we know there, there's more to it than that um, Luka Doncic man this guy's the truth I'm such a good player, man. I, I feel like we can't really... What, what else can you really say about him? This guy's just... He's so solid. He's so smart. He's got, like, good size. He's fast. He's got good vision. He plays well within, like, a team. Yeah. And he's I, a winning man, player. He really is. I I, I love Dennis with Jr., but I'm, I'm kind of happy that he left the Mavs because it was, it was clear he was kind of making them choose between him or, or Luka and... Taking Luka any day. Yeah, now I would take Luka any day, but, like, I was, I was a little bit of a... Of a DSJ fan back in the day, I just loved how he played. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Dennis. You, I you never, I didn't think Luca would be as good as he is, or me, me neither, or like as good mm. at such an early age. Yeah, right. He's breaking records. Yeah, like, like he's no putting up prime LeBron numbers. Yeah, right. Um. So yeah, I got we got Giannis, Luca, then LeBron. What more can we say about LeBron? I mean, he's fucking LeBron James. This guy right? is uh, evolving as the years go on like crazy. He's aging like fine wine. Yeah, players right. around him just like he's like um, you know what he's like? He's like a, he's like a big ass planet in the middle of space. It's like drawing other smaller planets in its in his it orbit. Gravitational just, people orbit. just gravitate around him, and like entire systems will just start like changing around him. He sees everything. The guy's like three steps ahead almost all yeah. the time. Man, I think one of the hallmarks of like. A generational talent is yeah. their ability to like evolve and the the staying power of their games of their like ability so lebron right now is in his mid-30s but he's still commanding uh, or still performing at at a very high tier whereas other people you know his contemporaries have either retired have fallen off like look at mellow he's not nearly as effective d wade retired chris bosh forced to retire due to blood clots but that's neither here nor there i guess but i'm not jamaican man <laughs> Um, but yeah, like players like LeBron, Kobe, Tim Duncan to a certain extent, Nowitzki, they were all effective to their mid thirties. When whereas a lot of their contemporaries, you know, fell off. Like if you look at that that era as well, even players like T Mac, Allen Iverson, um, by the time they got to their mid thirties, they were nowhere near as effective. I just want to point out one stat in LeBron's stat line for this year. So he's averaging twenty five point two points a game. Uh, he's getting three point eight 
turnovers a game. And check this out. He's getting 10.8 assists a game, 11 assists. Damn. This man's putting up 25 and 11 on a night base, on a nightly basis. Player efficiency rating, uh, still pretty good. Uh, I think it's like around like a 22 or something like that. This man's old as hell, but he's still killing it. He's, again, the same point, keeps reinventing his game. A lot of players, when they get a little bit older, they find that they can't rely on their strength and their agility as much or their athleticism, as we mentioned before. LeBron James doesn't have that problem. The no. King does not have that problem. I used to hate him. I really did, but I can't. You can't doubt greatness. So, sorry, LB. But, yeah, you're, you're doing a really good job. I think right now, if, if I had to give it to someone, probably Giannis. Giannis. I would say Giannis probably is Giannis. easily. Um, yeah, I would agree with you on that. Giannis, LeBron, Luka in that order. Yeah. But a solid exchange, I mean, interchangeable to a certain extent. I mean, obviously the Mavericks aren't doing nearly as well as the other two teams, but mm-hmm. Luka is undeniable. So I guess that kind of leads into our next topic. What do you think, man? you think Luka is the best prospect since LeBron James? We just talked about both of them. That's a very interesting topic. Yeah, he was Luka, drafted. LeBron's drafted in 03. 03. So... I mean, since then, there have been a lot of great players that have been drafted. Amazing players. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Steph, Steph Curry. Clay um, Thompson. Clay Thompson. Harden. Westbrook. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Paul George. Um, yeah. Many, many crazy. great players. But I don't know, man. There's something about Luka Doncic. Because we, we have to define what great means. So we're talking about greatest prospect. We're talking about overall performance and not just their stats, but their impact on their teams, right? That's what we're yeah. really talking about. I think Luca has had much more of an impact on his team at an earlier age than. Yeah. I think the only other player who you could put on a similar level is Kevin Durant. Yep. He had like a very high impact on those early Seattle Seattle Absolutely. Sonic teams. Yep. 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 Um, yep. But I see Luca as just like a mini LeBron, to be honest. Really? He's putting up LeBron numbers. He's got the court yeah, vision. Kind of right. Yeah. He's got good enough defense. He can shoot. Yeah. And he makes his teammates way better. I mean, this is super early on. Who knows how he'll really actually pan out? Is this is this like is this fool's gold? Who knows? But based on what we're seeing so far, man, I think he's up there in terms of best prospects since LeBron James. Yeah. Um. He's, he's just incredibly intelligent, and his um, his basketball IQ is like through the roof for yeah. some guy that's super. Young. But I guess it's not. It's sometimes not a fair comparison because he did play in in Euro leagues for a while. Right? Yeah, Which he is, was a pro since like his, his teens. People so. f- people think the NBA is all there is, but like me and you both in the Euro league is like is serious. Yeah, and they're like, catching up. They're man. professionals. Yeah. These guys are professionals. Yeah, th- he. I think he's he's lucky that he had the chance to kind of refine himself. It would have been really cool to see what he'd be like without the Euro league experience. But yeah, it's it must have helped him a lot because yeah, the maturity is, is so clear. He makes the entire team better around him. Yeah, that's I feel like that's for me. That's one of the biggest indicators of greatness is how well, how good of a, an effect you have on your teammates. How easier is is it to coach your team? How easy it is it to get into offensive rhythms and defensive rhythms? He he does that. Like he's, yeah. he's so solid. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure if he's the best since LeBron, but he is definitely up there. The fact that he's in, in contention. best prospect. Yeah, prospect. yeah, best prospect since then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably like LeBron, KD, Steph, yeah. Luca, you know, some somewhat of a top five or yeah, top I like four. Yeah, I like that list. Yeah. yeah. But um, whether he wins it or not this year, Luca's got MVPs in his future. I would say like I wouldn't be surprised if he got one like two years from now, maybe even next year. Yeah. But, you know, next year's next year's races are going to be insane. I feel like yeah. this season has been a little bit of a purposely teams are slowing down because you know there's going to be huge moves next season. 
if we felt seismic shifts this season, this preseason, when when te- when players are moving around, next season is going to be intense. Yeah. We got a lot of players that are coming off huge contracts. Giannis, Giannis is going to be free. Um, I can't name a few others. On the top of them, but it's going to be huge. And if teams are slowing down, you can feel like there's some kind of momentum. There's things happening, gearing up for next season, and the player pool for uh, for for um, for MVP is insane next year. Yeah. 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 And actually, speaking of MVPs, mm. before he went down, Siakam was in that yeah. in that list as well. Yeah, he really was. Right, Siakam before he before he went down was performing very well. Yeah, like twenty eight points per game, eight or nine rebounds, mm-hmm. really efficient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how that pans out as well. But I mean, obviously, he's fallen off the list. I'm, I'm happy for him. He just got uh, just got selected for All Star starters. Yeah, yep, All Star starters. Super so happy for him. First G League player <clears throat> ever to make an All Star game. Jeez. Yeah. This guy started playing basketball like only a couple of years ago too. Man. I think he was training to be a pastor or something like that. Then like he found a basketball. He's like, "Yo, I'm gonna do this now." Well, bless the Lord. Thank you so much <laughs> for not choosing that route. <laughs> yeah. Um, so speaking of the Raptors. Yeah. Yeah. What's going um, on with the Raptors, man? I feel like we should have talked about. We talked about Kyle Lowry. We talked about uh, Pascal Siakam on the first episode. I I really kind of wanted to. Scratch my itch of talking about the bench mob because I feel like they don't get enough attention. Oh, we'll scratch it already. Right. Oh, we'll scratch it. Um, number one is gonna be Terrence Davis the second. Number two. Number two. Not to be confused with number one. Number one is pretty He's good. Improved. Very rarely are sequels better than the original, and in this case, I don't. I don't know what the original. Was yeah, like. but uh, Terrence Davis too. He's an amazing. Shout out to Terrence Davis, dad. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Terrence Davis. Uh, man, um, we're talking about uh, players that come off the bench, make a huge impact. Role players. Um, I can't really think of one uh, better in the Raptors case than Terrence Davis Jr. People forget that this is his first. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. He's a first play, first year with the Raptors. Quick stat line: seven point two points a game, two assists, three point four rebounds, effective field goal percentage of fifty seven percent, with player efficiency rating of about fifteen. Not bad. Yeah. I like him. He's a great player, man. Yeah. And that's like that's like further proof of the amazing. Uh, scouting that the Raptors have, yeah, right to find this guy who is definitely like not on anyone's radar. Yeah, um, sky's the limit for this guy. I love his energy, man. It, yeah. I, I noticed that um, we have a we have a good bunch of players that have good motors. Like having having Pascal and um, and Terrence, Terrence Davis. Davis and Rondé Hollis like running on a fast break. Is, hustle Jefferson. Hustle Jefferson. We're, Yo, we're hustle talk Jefferson about is him. sick. Let's look at him actually because he's a uh, next player I mean, on the bench mob. Offensively, he's not the best, but I mean, you want him for that hustle, for that defense. His yep. defense is definitely, I think it's better than Danny Green's defense from last year. Ah, defensively, I, I think he's, think yeah, I think he's replaced Danny Green's contribution uh, defensively. Obviously, Danny Green was a much better shooter. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of the energy, the defense, Hollis Jefferson is that perfect kind of player that you co- that you bring in as a kind of like a glue player. Like yeah. think of like a Marcus Smart, yeah, you know, or a yeah, Patrick exactly. Beverly. Yeah, I've um, I really I've noticed so many times in the season where like um, I feel like a rebound is is gonna go awry, and out of nowhere this in guy just hustle. like he just <laughs> he just like dives in and and they're always key key rebounds. Yeah, yeah. He um, makes winning plays. He really does. He makes yeah. winning plays, and, and it's really surprising because like he's been in Brooklyn for the since his rookie season, right? Um, I didn't really get to watch Brooklyn that much when I was in, in past seasons. Yeah, well, they're trash. Who wants to watch Brooklyn? Yeah, fuck Brooklyn. Masai <laughs> did say fuck Brooklyn, so we're going to listen to what he has to say. Um, but, man, his first year with the Raptors, I he kind of went under the radar with the with the Brooklyn Nets. We don't really need him to score as much as they did on, on the Nets because we uh, luckily we can say that we have plenty of scoring yeah, options. Yeah, we don't need him to score at all. Like, but that, I'd prefer if he didn't shoot, actually. I, I love that. <laughs> what, oh, from the three? 
Just yeah. in general. In general, his, his yeah, shots, yeah, his, his, shot, his, um, his field goal percentage is 46 right now overall. Not bad, but uh, he's doing so on 20 minutes, 7.8 points a game, five rebounds a game, and they're always solid rebounds. The timing of them is, is not going to show up in the stat line, um, and I really got to give it to him for coming in on a year where he was clearly told that you're going to be playing this role in this team. We have a championship team. Are you okay with this? No problem. Yep. He kills it every 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 day. We also got Boucher, Chris Boucher. Boucher. Chris Boucher, shout Baba out to Boucher. Montreal, Montreal player. Um, third yeah, shout year. out to Schwartz, the smoke poutine. <laughs> or smoke smoked meat. Owned, owned by Celine Dion. I clearly don't know anything. Did yeah, you know Celine Dion owned Schwartz? Did she own Schwartz? Really? Schwartz? I didn't know this. Yeah, man. Interesting. Fuck. Okay. Well, um, we are, I'm go- I'm gonna have to visit Montreal soon. Um, yeah, we got we got Chris Boucher, the yeah. the Canadian boy. Yeah. Uh, Norman Powell also on the bench mob stepping up. Yeah. He's been at, he has I think in the last twenty games. Uh, sorry, last ten games or so, he's been averaging like twenty points per game. Amazing. I actually uh, I picked him up on fantasy like two weeks ago, and he's been yeah, he's been killing it. And for we're me. finally healthy. Yeah. The Raptors are finally healthy. We got our death squad. We got Marky Marky G. Death squad. We I got like Pascal that. S. We got Lowry Thick Booty. <laughs> Quickness with the thickness. <laughs> Taking charges. Um, but yeah, no, Posting we're finally healthy. Guards. <laughs> <laughs> finally healthy, and we're doing really well. I think we're on like a. Four or five game winning streak. I want to I want to quote uh, Celtics coach Brad Stevens about around the end of last year when he said, and I quote, I laughed at the whole idea that Toronto, even though they won the title, is still underappreciated and underranked because there's no way any coach would do that. So it's coming from somewhere, but it's not us. We are scared to death of them. You goddamn right. You better be scared. Brad Babyface Stevens. What's that you hear in the background? Are those you cute as dinosaur shit, bro. footprints? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Barney's coming to get you. Um, but yeah, I know the Raptors have been super uh, interesting so far this year. Mm. Um, we'll see how how it all works out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like where we are right now. We're at what number three in the East. We are a third place in third the East. Third place in the East. Yeah. If the playoffs were to begin right now, we would be playing the 76ers of Philadelphia. We all know what happened last year. Yeah, um, Embiid has Embiid. Yeah, we, the shot obviously, but um, Embiid has been shitting. He's he's scored zero points on us since the playoffs. Yo, Marcus Gasol has his number. Yep, hundred percent. I I knew it was over when after the after that series, um, Embiid started to to break down. And listen, man, I have nothing against grown men crying. Fact, you're a man if you cry. But when he was crying, he was hugging Marcus Gasol, and Marcus Gasol was consoling him. And B did that thing where you see in a movie where he tries to break away from Gasol, but then Gasol pulls him back in. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, he's crying. Yeah, I didn't know. And B, man, it's going to be okay. But I'm sorry, man. Gasol has your number. You need to yeah. score a point. You need to do something, man. Because if yeah. not, playoffs are kind of coming close. I don't think Ben Simmons and Embiid complement each other per se. And I, I think there's definitely some chemistry issues. Really? You think so? Yeah, 100%, man. Um, and they... They lost a lot of players that were very instrumental. They, they added Horford. They got rid of or Butler left. Yeah. And they and uh, JJ Redick. JJ Redick's gone yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 So I think there's some chemistry issues there. They lost a few pieces. They added Horford, but I don't know. There's still a huge defensive, uh, yeah. defensive monster. Um, I just feel like they lost a lot of uh, a lot of range. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I feel like maybe we can end off this um, this episode with talking about some some redemption arcs because there are quite a few of them this season. Do you have any favorite ones that come to mind? 
Yeah, man, 100%. Yeah. This this year has been pretty pretty interesting with some of these storylines. We got Dwight Howard coming back, um, making an impact and yeah. not being a quote-unquote cancerous object in the locker room. Who said that? Bearman's. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you know when someone calls you out for some shit you did before, you're like, what, really? Yo, I did that? Oh, that's What's messed up? up. That's messed up. I definitely said that. <laughs> uh, so Dwight Howard playing real well. Yeah. Uh, Lakers doing great, and he is a large contributing factor to that. So good. He made or he chose to be in the dunk contest again, which I find kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's more of a young man's game, but hey, do you? I'm making a prediction. I think he's going to call in to use Kobe as a prop for the dunk contest. Can you Kobe wouldn't. Seeing, Kobe wouldn't. You don't think he'd do that? that? Yeah, he no. would be that petty, huh? He's like, oh wait, so you, huh? You want to dunk over me? You know who I am? I scored eighty-one points of the Raptors. I'll dunk over you. So yeah, we got uh, Dwight Howard, Derrick Rose. Derrick oh Rose God, is making Derek a Rose. yo, yo. That guy was my favorite player of the early twenty tens. Dude, I've never cried watching a basketball game or anything related that to game basketball. When he scored fifty points. Yeah, that's. The, I, so I've only cried. I'm gonna be honest. Only I've only cried two times when it comes to basketball related videos. Number one, it's been. When Derrick Rose scored that fifty-point game, and he was like, talking to the crowd. Number two, there's a video of, uh, of Magic Johnson and um, uh, and, uh, and Isaiah Isaiah Thomas meeting after many many years of beef. And uh, Magic Johnson was like, he said, "I'm sorry for everything, man." And they cried and they hugged like grown ass men after all the drama they went through. Yeah. I wasn't. I was. I was in ball. I was just crying. <laughs> Amazing, beautiful. All right, yeah. uh, next player. Uh, we talk about Chris Paul. Uh, man, I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't really been watching too much of Chris Paul this season. Yo, he's yeah. been playing really well, man. Yeah, and he is one of those players that definitely makes his teammates better. Yeah, and this Thunder team in the 2019-2020 season, they're performing very well. They're Do you right think that now, uh, that trade with Shy was was better for for the Thunder or for uh, for the Clippers? I'm uh, sorry for. Uh, I think both teams won. Yeah, but clearly, you know, Chris Paul is showing why he is who he is and why he's got the clout that he has. Yeah, yeah. Because this team, they're performing very well. Yeah, definitely. Right? And there was kind of this narrative that Chris Paul was a bit cancerous and, like, he and Harden were clashing, et cetera, yeah, yeah. which is ultimately why he got traded, right? But he showed out. Like, he's playing very well. His team's winning. Um, and on the flip side, Westbrook as well. Oh, so yeah. I think Westbrook's having a bit of a, of a redemption season as well. Yeah. Um, Westbrook, there are mer- many narratives about him selfish he's uh stat patter definitely doesn't help now that he's back with harden because yeah. they have some little some 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 history exactly yeah. but westbrook in the last 10 or so games has been playing incredibly well mm. he scored 45 points last game oh he did and he was actually this is a funny stat he was the first teammate of james harden to score i think 45 points and above uh, like one on the same team really? since russell westbrook did it himself back in 2012 back when they played together on the on the uh on the Rockets, I mean, sorry, on the Thunder. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. These guys are like, and they yo, they were homies from like childhood. Yeah, like they grew up in uh, in like South Central LA. Yeah, um, yeah. So Westbrook, I think he's having like a very strong season. He's it's your favorite player, right? One of my favorite players. Okay, because I feel like I remember you telling me he was your favorite yo, player. Yo, Beastbrook. Beastbrook. Yeah, man, gets Killer. a bad rap, but he ain't all that bad. Um, and then rounding out the list, we got Carmelo Anthony. Stay wow. mellow. I would never have guessed. Oh, my God. What? This guy learned how to play in a system? Yeah. What? He's coming off the yeah. bench? He's playing pretty well. He What? He beat the Raptors in a fucking <laughs> like, yeah, of course. infuriating game. Of course. God, of course it had to be mellow. I wasn't even mad. I, w- I was mad. I feel like we always get some like weird, humiliating losses like that. And it, Malik Monk has our number for some reason. Terrence Ross has number for some reason. Fucking uh, Mike Scott. Mike Scott. That guy has our number. Man. A.K.A. Uh, Leonardo from, uh, from the... 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's a lot of interesting story arcs happening right now in the NBA. I think yeah. that's part of why the NBA is, in my opinion, the most entertaining league. More personalities. We've got things like all these redemption arcs, Dwight Howard, Derrick Rose, Chris Paul, yeah. Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, you know what I'm saying? Like, man's making bear moves. What are you doing that with your voice? I have no idea. I think I've just had an aneurysm. Okay, and on that note, thank you very much for listening to the third episode of the No Practice Podcast. We will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. Don't leave us. Ah-ah!